there's a, a temptation there for abuse. And we think that there is absolutely no reason why we need to be seizing and stopping property when we could simply charge people with a crime. And if there's a criminal conviction, then there's absolutely no question that the person, you know, if there's a criminal conviction, then of course the property should be taken. But if there's not a criminal conviction, then, you know, should a person's property be seized and should they be deprived of it uh, and be forced to prove that the property was not involved in a crime when there was no crime even that anybody's been convicted of? Are you aware of any such abuse here in Michigan and specifically in the two communities where this is on the ballot? No, we don't have any specific cases in Kego and Lathrop. Uh, we have activists that are interested in making this a bigger issue. Now, we do have cases in the state of Michigan. There was a case that was the ACLU actually took here in Michigan. It went all the way into the Court of Appeals, and eventually they got the people's property back. This was the Raid at the Cade event. When you have an event and they serve liquor, uh, you know, there's a bar. You have to pull a special state permit to have that liquor license for the day at the event. Well, somebody on the event planning end of that did not pull that. And the Detroit Police Department went down knowing that there was no uh, permit had been pulled. And there were, you know, several hundred people attending this event, which was an evening event. And they raided it, put everybody down on the ground, all the attendees, and then went around and gathered up everybody who was in attendance. They gathered up their car keys and then drove around and found on, you know, street parking and parking lots within a two-mile radius. They grabbed up all these vehicles. Now, these people were attending. They had no idea that you know, whoever was in charge had not pulled the proper permit, but the Detroit police went around and gathered all the keys and seized all these vehicles and then sent everybody a notice that uh, you can get your vehicle back for $1,000 or you can come in, into court and whenever the court date was set, which was weeks and months down the road, and, uh, you know, challenge us to get your vehicle back. And eventually the ACLU won that case, but they had to challenge it. And many people were deprived of their vehicles, deprived of $1,000 uh, because this temptation exists. Now, we don't have specific examples in Kego Harbor and Lathrop Village or the four other municipalities where people gathered signatures for this. But we do want to draw attention. So the idea is we want to draw attention to these issues, take the temptation away. You mentioned the uh, event here in Detroit. Why not Detroit? I mean, that seems like a good place to start if that's where the abuse was happening. We do eventually want to go to Detroit with these. The difference between Lathrop, Kego, and the other cities and municipalities we have chosen, those are the people who approached me, lived in those communities, and we wanted to go into a place where we had uh, organic support, um, you know, to help people. Those were low signature numbers. When you do, when you put something on the ballot in Michigan uh, for a city charter amendment, it takes 5% of the people who are registered to vote. In the city of Detroit, that means you'd have to gather tens of thousands of signatures. In these communities, it meant several hundred signatures. So it's something we were able to do in a short time with volunteers. Uh, we're working, we're using these as a launch, these smaller communities as a launch to draw public attention to the issue and to get more volunteers in those other counties, the neighboring counties, because, of course, we'd like to go into Wayne County, the city of Detroit, Livingston County, Macomb County, other counties with similar type initiatives to show that this is popular. Uh, we picked these cities as a starting point because we had volunteers there that were eager and coming to us for help on it and that the signature requirements were manageable. We could get these signatures with a whole volunteer group rather than needing to pay or needing to get more organized. These two proposals in uh, Kego Harbor and Lathrop Village uh, uh, include provisions uh, that any money seized from criminals would also have to be used to fund local road repairs. So how, how did how did you arrive at that? There's a very specific reason for that. What I wanted to do was take away any incentive. Department heads 
uh, and people are crunching numbers and doing the budgets for those departments, they're looking at civil asset forfeiture currently. They get to keep a portion of that money, if not all of that money. They're looking at that as a revenue source. So that is where the temptation comes in. The money comes to them. Um, or the vehicles or whatever else go to an auction, and then the money from the auction, a portion of it or all of it comes to them. Um, when it comes to federal seizures, when the feds work with local groups, a portion of the money comes back to the local group. We wanted to take away any incentive of that type. So we decided we needed to, you know, that money shouldn't be going back to law enforcement. The com communities want law enforcement, and law enforcement is something where the police shouldn't be out there. We're not asking them to go out there and be privateers and go out and fund themselves. We, as a community, decide we want law enforcement. We want our officers on the streets. We want them out there making us, uh, you know, keeping the community protected, keeping us safe um, out there doing the enforcement. We should fully fund that. That's not something that they should be dependent on going out and hunting down criminals to get their budget. The decision I came to was, you know, there's always room in these communities to fix our roads. We know Michigan, we got the winners. There's always, uh, you know, there's always calls and opportunities to go out there and fix speed bumps, potholes, uh, manholes, things like that. There's always room there. In other states, they've done different things. In Missouri, for example, any civil asset forfeiture proceeds or asset forfeiture proceeds are specifically earmarked to go to the school budget uh, because, and this goes back decades, when they first implemented, you know, when they first wrote these laws up in Missouri, they realized it would be a bad incentive to give it to the police who are out there enforcing it. So they said, let's give it to the schools. The schools can always use a little bit more money. And we'll put it there for us. You know, it's the school districts in Michigan are separate. I didn't want it to go to any specific department in the city hall because that might create an incentive where they're calling on the police department to go do this or that. But the roads is something that these municipalities do have to do. You know, there's county roads, there's city roads. And we decided putting it to that would create the least disincentive for abuse. There's room for it to be spent. And if there's not, that's already budgeted for. So we decided that that would kind of take away any uh, temptation.